0: Today's episode is sponsored by Sparkbox Toys. Sparkbox is an awesome solution for busy parents to rent toys. That's right. Don't waste money and time buying toys. Use the Sparkbox curriculum to make sure that you have the best award-winning toys for your infant. Go to www.sparkboxtoys to check it out. And don't forget to use the code NERDIST for 50% off. That's sparkboxtoys.com and use the code NERDIST for 50% off renting toys.
1: Now entering nerdist.com.
0: Hey everyone, this is Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the Nerdist Writers Panel. I myself am a television writer, having written for such shows as Supernatural, Nickelodeon's Super Ninjas, and I'm currently working for the DreamWorks program, Puss in Boots, which is available right now via Netflix. Uh, Check it out. It's pretty fun. I am also the co-creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, a stage show in the style of old-time radio. Uh, that is available as a podcast here on the Nerdist Network. For information about the Thrilling Adventure Hour, go to thrillingadventurehour.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel and it's hosted by Ben Blecker where he gets a bunch of writers and he asks them lots of questions and it's starting now so this will be the end of the theme. Just, it's so you know, stupid. It's so great. <laughs> it's perfect. This, this is a, what we're starting with. Guys, Ben Wexler's here. Yeah, it's uh, so good. Thank you. That's very I nice. I love it, love It's it, love uh, it. Paul and Storm were kind enough to bang out a couple of theme songs. Oh man, they're very just so
1: funny. I love so so if we're so if this is the start of the podcast, that means that people have just (laughs) heard the theme song. Oh, I'm so delighted. (laughs) How do you follow that?
0: Uh, (laughs) We should just talk about that. Yeah, no, it's it's real good. All right, Uh, let's talk about the comedians, which is a very funny. show. You pronounced it right. Uh, (laughs) Did I I get that right? (laughs) Yeah. Was there originally a different title?
1: we, it came it it, it it was well some episodes are the Dramedians. we we'll do uh we'll do less funny ones and the the tragedy and uh, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, the tragedy and, we've been through a lot of
0: titles but um, we settled on the I actually so this is leading somewhere but I'm going to ask you a series of questions okay. that you know the answers to um <laughs> I hope the Comedians is is premiering on FX uh April on 9th. April 9th and it's really good, you guys. I have watched uh, a bunch of episodes, and it's, it's, it's really thank good. You. And thank it's, you, like, you. better than it has any right to be. <laughs> I mean, look, as I'm sure you know, something like this could have gone off the rails. It could have gone either way. Yes. Uh, but, you know, we expect from you, from Nick's, a certain amount of quality, mm-hmm. and from FX a certain amount of quality. Right. And it's absolutely there. Like, this is oh, an thank you, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want to talk about the development process mm-hmm. for it because mm-hmm. that is—it's it, based on another format, right. is that right? Right. So, how did you get to be involved, and where were you at the time?
1: Um, th- literally, uh, literally, I was at Pan cotidian on uh, on Larchmont. Nice. No, and <laughs> and this guy Michael Bondison took me out to breakfast, and he's a producer, and he represents uh, Matt Nix. He's his mm-hmm. manager, and he uh, and Matt. As you know, and I are friends from college. We've known yeah. each other since we were at UCLA together many, many, many years ago. And um, Mickle, I had worked with Mickle on The Good Guys, which Matt brought me into. as my first uh, hour long that I ever did. And yeah, Mikkel's, and we should
0: say, like, you are kind of a longtime comic Yeah, I've, been, I've just been around. I've but having been, worked up worked with Matt on these yeah, couple of hours. Yeah, and also
1: shows. just having, literally, we were roommates and just right. shot the shit for literally, you know, decades worth of time. So we're, so, you know, we had that shorthand. I think he knew that coming in. So Mickle came to me having sort of uh, gotten to know me on that show and said, I've got this, I've got two things I want you to do. One, I I want you to work with Nixie again. And I was like, uh, to salt, not a problem. You know, yeah, that's kind of a no brainer. And then the second thing was I want you to look at this Swedish show that I have that I, that I own the rights to. And, uh, I said, before I even saw it, I was like, well, why don't I just bring Nixie onto that? Because he's, I hmm. know him to be a funny guy, despite his, yeah. you know, uh, most of his work being in, an hour long. I know he's really funny, and it would be fun to work with that, him again.
0: Yeah, that was kind of one of my questions, yeah, yeah. how he got involved. Well, I just he i just said, really I was, nice I was like, you know,
1: I, right. I know I want to, you know, I mean, I love right. Matt. He's like a brother to me, and I want to work with him again. This would be a, this sounds like it would be a fun thing to do with him. So I watched the show. It totally was hilarious. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Billy has a joke about you know, being surprised that Swedes, uh, could be that funny because, you know, it's like darkness six months out of the year or something, but, but it's, it is, it's like these, it's this incredibly dry, um, uh, very, very smart, very funny show. And it lives in the world that we live in. I mean, it's about ma- it's a show about making a show. And so it's kind of, I, I watched it. And I was sort of immediately, Oh, I, we can do, I can do that. I mean, that's, that's not, uh, that, that, that feels like a, a home run in terms of the kind of stuff that I like to do and like to write and, mm-hmm. and the kind of comedy that I, I like to watch. And so,
0: but it's also, that's sort of a strike against when it comes to selling a show. Oh, in totally. Hollywood it's well, a show about TV, but we
1: also knew there were only a couple of places mm-hmm. to really bring it. And FX was near or at the top of the list. And, wow. you know, we brought it to, I think four or five places. And I think two or three of them wanted to do it. And we went with FX and um y- I don't. I don't know that our show really is a show about Hollywood. I think it's kind. Of, yeah. I mean, it's it definitely lives in the.
0: But it's, um, but oftentimes in a pitch or even oh, a script, no totally. that's all the no the totally. yeah
1: you Yeah, you I mean you know As when you read like when you read the spec script by your PA which is about a PA <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> right. it's like ah uh, maybe come up with something else to like right. like maybe back before you left Oklahoma right <laughs> about that but the um the yeah it it, it definitely. I guess we didn't really... I didn't really think about that. I didn't really think Hmm. about, oh, this is going to be hard to sell. That's correct. Because it's set in Hollywood. I think what we kind of had going for us coming in, at least theoretically and conceptually, was this is a show... In a way, this is going to try to do something that no show that I can think of has ever actually tried to do, which is, you know, Larry David has played himself. Matt LeBlanc plays a version of himself. You know Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like the idea of somebody playing themselves is... That's not unique to our show. What is... Unique, I think, is somebody who's actually a kind of like a legend, like a comic, yeah. known commodity. A guy who, like, you feel like you know Billy Crystal, and mm-hmm. so a guy like Billy Crystal coming in and playing a version of himself, I, there is nothing like that on television.
0: It's, it feels really risky. Yeah. I mean, well, it uh, and, should. In a fascinating, like, a great tightrope, tightrope way. <laughs> uh, it, the whole thing. Is um, a, it's a goddamn tightrope. tightrope. Uh, sure. Every day. Uh, well, and I, wa- <laughs> I want to get into <laughs> yeah. some of that, but at what point did Billy come on board? He By the time
1: I came back to Mickle and said, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this with Matt, Billy was already... Either officially on board or interested. So the next step was to sit down and meet with Billy, Mm -hmm. and which was all which was, by the way, going to be fun just as a meeting. Absolutely, you know, because you're just sort of like, oh, (laughs) here's a guy I grew up watching. Completely, completely a fan of this guy. Um, I mean, I told Allison like I did uh, an impression. I like did Billy Crystal impressions at at my sister's bat mitzvah when I was you know 14. So it was like you know this was one of the handful of people who made me want to do this stuff. So that yeah. was going to be fun regardless. And we sit and we take the meeting. It was what, one of those um, just – you just kind of know it just clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have that – it's just humming and it's going great. And great. what, literally unprecedented – and I may, I may have told you this the first time we met. Um, you know, most meetings are like a bottle of water in an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can kind of like count on like 50 minutes to an hour that moment of the meeting where you're like, all right, well, this has been great. You know, and you start <laughs> like – you start to – and literally two and a half hours into this meeting, I'm sitting there thinking, "I don't think, I don't think I'm supposed to stand up," <laughs> you know. Like, like, like I think, I think with Billy Crystal, I think you wait till he's ready <laughs> to be done. And we've sat there for two and a half hours shooting the shit and joking around, and, and it was great. It was super fun. And, and the next day, I, I, texted Nixie. I was like, "I miss Billy Crystal," <laughs> uh, you know. I was like, and 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 so you know, from there we. Um, Around that time, Larry Charles had had also been approached with it and had expressed interest. So then we had to sit with Larry, which was another like another in a series of what would become a long series of these thrilling encounters of just sort of like you know I'm sitting with this yeah and and uh, and similarly went well and hit it off. And then at some point we had a show and we you know that we had to go out and pitch and we had to. Sit in a room together and figure out what the show was going to be.
0: Well, I, so, okay, so I want to take a step back because um, again, I promise this is going somewhere. But <laughs> I, I'm starting to become skeptical. Then, <laughs> this is how good okay. a storyteller yeah, you're, I am. No, you're, you're by weaving, the last five minutes, you're, we'll you're, have you're a weaving a real yarn, <laughs> and
1: I'm um, I'm as curious as anyone out there.
0: When when you find out that Billy Crystal is interested, you know, as much as he is a comedy legend, mm-hmm. and as much as he is a hero to. Especially guys our age, right. who just grew up watching him, grew up doing impressions at our sister's bot mitzvahs, of him, which I absolutely did, did too. Did you really? Of course That's I did. I mean, like, the, it was the time was exactly right. That is
1: incredibly funny.
0: He's also an interesting figure for yes. us because I feel like we all kind of outgrew him, yep. and he became this schmaltzy yep. kind of our parents' character. Well, I can't,
1: um, I can't on the record be nodding or saying yes <laughs> to that because I have to, you know. But, but no, I mean, he well. The, an interesting thing somebody is said, somebody, somebody said about Billy to me um, when they found out I was doing this. And I actually think it's true. I think actually he would even agree to this mm-hmm. on some level. It was almost like Billy was old before he was old. Like when he was Absolutely. 35, he was doing, you know. Uh, he's always been a
0: Borscht Belt yeah, comic.
1: well, I mean, he was, you know, one of his, Mr. Saturday Night, he's dressing up as yeah. an old. Like he, he always had those. He was doing Joe Franklin when he was like in his 30s, <laughs> yeah. you know. And this was like a 50, 60-year-old man. And he had that persona. And I think a lot of it was just. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's no secret, just developed doing impressions of his aunts and his, his uncles. And mm-hmm. it was like this very, you know, so he definitely has a very, I, I think, uh, not only does he gravitate comedically towards, um, some of the, some of the old school guys, he genuinely loves that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, uh, some of the, probably in that first meeting, and if it wasn't in the first one, one of the early subsequent meetings, he's telling a story about Milton Burl. like, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 Doing a talk show with Milton Berle when he was Billy was just starting out and Milton was towards the end of his career and then they run into each other at a restaurant and it's just this long story that I won't do justice to That's but amazing. it's just like you're sitting there and you're like this is a bridge to yeah the you know the 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 legends of comedy who started it all who mm-hmm. you know who started on radio and in television I mean this is literally this guy is so important in the in the sort of firmament of what we do, yeah. that it's just—he—he
0: he was, and I'm going to just keep interrupting you. No, please, hour. please, please. But <laughs> I think he was in so many ways for you know younger comedy fans, like gateway to so much of that. Absolutely,
1: and he truly, truly loves it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what he—it's what he actually consumes and loves, and you know, I mean, he's—he's he's way more of a film buff than you even can believe. Right, you know, I mean, he—he he really is an encyclopedia. So, so I think, uh, and and I I see where your question is getting mm-hmm. at, so I will actually kind of do my best to answer it, which is that you know to say we outgrew him i think i think comedy changed in the sure. last i mean it's always changing right. but in the last 20 years i think comedy became a little bit more um a little bit less about sort of like the big punchline laughs mm-hmm. and a little bit more about um tone and there's a certain like winky meta quality that didn't really exist certainly not in the 40s and 50s when Milton Berle was, was doing his yeah. thing, you know, he's like, the story that Billy tells is literally Milton Berle saying, you think you're so hip. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, you know, uh, cool. you know and, and he goes, and, he, and he's basically, and I'm pointing to, like, to my nose. He goes, <laughs> on the nose. That's what, you know, like, like and, and, but his point was like, you know, you, there's like, there's a way to make an audience laugh. And I think mm-hmm. Billy is steeped in that. So to to, to take this project which you know in the Swedish version was very mm. um, very 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 not joke driven not punchline driven mm-hmm. very dry a, sh- a shock coming from the Swedes <laughs> I know but like but, you was know was there
0: and let, me, let yeah. me just this is just a quick sidebar but was there in that version cuz I it was used know about it. <laughs> in, its, you know, in its comedy hit. is there a a Swedish Billy Crystal, like who is who is the there? Are these two
1: guys? Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna but, it's two guys, and I'm gonna butcher their names: Charles sure. Olsson and, and Herngren, and Felix Herngren <laughs> and uh, Jonas, I think. And and they are super famous comedy oh, yeah. guys in Sweden. And this show, I think, was made about ten years ago. So it's uh, you know, and they only did like ten episodes. But so I didn't know when I watched it, I didn't know that they were actually playing themselves or that they were actually famous. I was just watching right. sort of a meta. I assumed there was just two guys cast as you know mm-hmm. as, as guys making a sketch comedy show in Sweden. Only later did I find out they're actually famous. But like the but these it's a very it's a tone piece, you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a tone Fine. piece in you know in a way that I found really funny and also really um funny in a kind of a modern way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not um it's not SNL circus eighty right. 1985, which by the way, you look at that season that Billy did of SNL. There's, like, men synchronized swimming. There's, you know, yeah. the, the Billy and Chris Guest doing the Negro Leagues mm-hmm. baseball play, which is, like, really dry, um, sort of mockumentary... Yes. I mean, Spinal You're Tap. You're in the world you know, of yeah, this things. Yeah, those are, like, really... Yeah. Um, those are tone pieces. They're not... So so he actually does <laughs> yeah. have, uh, like, a, actually a kind of a really strong track record doing that kind of stuff. He was obviously a small part of Spinal Tap, but, like... Right. Um, but, yeah, so this obviously had to be sort of um something that i guess you could say wasn't what you would expect mm-hmm. from billy crystal both like for our generation and for our parents generation i think yeah. i think our parents are going to watch this and be <sighs> surprised you know what i mean hopefully pleasantly but maybe not pleasantly maybe they'll be like oh I'm, i I'm, I'm, i want the i want the you know <laughs> i want buddy young right. junior you exactly. know and, and and you know so but i'm, I'm glad you like
0: thing. it though. and and then how do you so when you go to approach the pilot mm-hmm. Uh, How do you start to balance the, you know, what I love about it, and and I think as as soon as we saw the pilot, uh, when you showed it to us, I think my reaction was this is like... I'm just blanking
1: on it. Just great? Like Hall of Fame level? It's like great Maybe hall the of best fame show I've ever
0: seen. <laughs> uh, Larry Sanders. We
1: finish like, each other... We have always <laughs> finished each other's sentences. It's a, it's yeah, un- I'm Starting today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it's like... It's got a great Larry Sanders type feel. Well, by the way, I take joy. that as an
1: enormous compliment. That was Which one of the best shows That was one ever. of the comedy-changing yeah. shows, yeah. right? That we're yeah, talking about.
0: And putting a Billy Crystal in there is a potential fracture in that. Well, and that's but why... But instead it turns into this really cool, interesting... Yes. Well, and I think that's why,
1: um, I mean, in a way, you know, to the extent that there are really great moments and really dark moments in the process of making any show, the times that there were dark moments in this show, I think, were particularly sort of um, scary for me was because Mm -hmm. I, the minute the idea of this show sort of came about, I immediately thought, If this, if we do this right, this will be mind-blowingly. Can we say the F word on this? It's a fucking awesome, awesome, (laughs) awesome show in in a way that because I think, um, I mean, Larry Sanders was probably my favorite television show at the time, and and, and certainly in like the top five ever. What and what hopefully we at least um aspire to do is to to take the brilliance of that kind of a show and add this other crazy level of like it's billy crystal playing (laughs) billy crystal you know there's something so uh shockingly weird and you know it's like you think you know this guy and then you're going home and seeing him with his wife you know what i mean he's playing a version of himself that in the pilot which you saw um you know he walks in and the PA is sort of like, oh, shit, Billy, I didn't make your protein shake. And you kind of, in that moment, you kind of know mm-hmm. a week ago he just tore her right. a new one. And, you know what I mean? And, and and But he knows the camera is there and he kind of like, uh, you know, he, he's sort of protecting his image. There's, there's something that with a guy who actually has an image to protect, that there's a, there's a level of comedy available there that... You know, we, we take obviously we take great pains to try to exploit it and to mm-hmm. and to and to be true to, to that. And it's when it works, it's really fun. And truly it, yeah. it makes me really, really it really makes me laugh.
0: Uh, and it is genuinely laugh out loud oh, funny. Man. Which I cannot thank thank say so for every much. comedy on the thank air. Thank you, thank um, you. But I'm curious about maintaining that tone because it's not a tone that always plays well in a script. It's a hard it you know, because it's not laugh out loud. In a script yeah i, I you know it's so how did that come together
1: there's a there's an amazing i mean well one thing that was a, a very um a, a sort of telling moment in in our process was actually when we started doing auditions and hmm. um and i had uh, we had this very weird summer where we were all kind of in different cities and 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 I had taken a pass and done a script written a script and it was it was this you know nothing's ever. You almost can never read a script and know for a fact whether it's going to play sure. or not. And that's why we do table reason. That's yeah. why we you know, hear, hear stuff out loud and, and, and change stuff. But the first set of auditions we did, I think two out of the three first actors who came in, we ter- Larry was there and Allison Jones, our amazing casting director. Mm-hmm. And uh, we turned to each other and we were like, I would cast both of these people. You know, it was like we've seen, we've seen three people wow. on Monday morning. And I feel like we've found two, you know, and, and that never happens in casting. You, is that you, the material, though? But Well, and Allison, who was very, you know, um, generous and, and and kind, said, you know, this, it's the materials. And, and, you know, Larry, who's been around and knows a little sure. bit or two, was kind of like, this is really, you know, this. And we, we started at that moment, we started to get the sense of like, um, oh, this actually is going to translate from the page to, mm. to out loud. And then the thing that really... Um, for me, the thing that really sold it is Billy was in New York at the time, and we were reading new york actors and there 's basically a scene where and this is actually lifted from the Swedish a version mm-hmm. of this scene from the Swedish show where the star of the show who in this case is Billy, walks up to the head writer and and sees uh his like sweet Aaron chair you know like like the <laughs> like the awesome mesh sweet expensive chair <laughs> that this guy obviously like bought with his own money, and you know what i mean like, and and it just it 's this scene that. Nobody ever really says it out loud but it's just like for about 3 minutes you just know Billy's going to walk away with this guy's chair. You know what I mean like like it's just it's just very clear. And the the first time we saw he put himself on tape reading with some of these actors mm-hmm. and the minute he walked into the frame I was like, "Oh, we got we've got something wow. very very special here because it's just it's that that weird like heroin hit to the vein of just like you're just watching Billy Crystal like walk into frame with his you know, that that face that you, you know, and, and, and his posture, and he's being a dick <laughs> to this guy, <laughs> and there was something, and he's doing it in a very uh, subtle and, and wonderful, hilarious way, and that was, that was, for me, that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, because um, I know in my head, I know how it's supposed to sound and how it's supposed to look mm-hmm. when you're writing the script, but yeah, that, that's the moment where you're like, oh, this is actually, on a screen, this is actually going to be funny, and that, that's that was very cool.
0: That's also, you know, the rare instance of so many heavy hitters coming together and it actually working.
1: Which I think is. Is,
0: is doesn't uh, always happen in TV. Um, you know, there are a lot yeah. of strong voices in there. Yeah. Not not even just you and no, Billy I, and Larry and Matt. And like Josh is a very hitters. strong voice yeah. too. And and you know, the thing who that, we haven't even talked about. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: and who's and who is just a genius in this show. And a mm-hmm. genius in general. He's I mean he's he's thing. so 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 good. And I think that to the extent that um, you know, to the extent that it works on our show, I think part of why it works is because we tend to not settle for anything that it, that is less than sort of 100 uh, percent signed off on and makes us all, you know, five out of five of us happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and by the time you and more often than not, there's not a huge amount of um, rancor or, sure. or or or. or friction that, to get to that point but uh, at the times that there are it always emerges as a better thing mm-hmm. when when we have found the thing that we all kind of can put our full weight behind yeah. it's 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 very um it makes the show better it really does and i think that there's a there's an added level this uh, forgive me if i'm like jumping you know no, a, no. A, a question but like there's an added d- kind of degree of difficulty on this thing which is that degree of difficulty but also um uh huge value added when it works well is that these guys are playing themselves you know i mean like like and so these guys actually beyond just what would my character say or this isn't this doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth physically this is like i'm playing a version of a guy who has the same name as me (laughs) and a lot of the same biographical information as i do and so you also in addition to having to do good stories and and have sort of the the uh, the story move along and, and be interesting and be funny and have the jokes be funny you also have to sort of like have billy crystal sounding like billy crystal in a way that his bullshit detector Absolutely. accepts and that's just a you know so once that's when amazing. when we've uh, the times that we achieve that it's really good it, i you know i mean i'm speaking honestly as somebody who actually just likes the show you know what I mean like I really you know like I, I you know I mean I obviously you That's great. there's that weird thing of uh, yeah but, yeah, the, but it's, you it's are fun. proud
0: of it's nice to have made a thing that you're proud it's of. it's insane
1: it's insane it's so much fun and, and, and so rare and it's so rare and I've been around for you know I was saying to a buddy just today I was like I've been around long enough to have sort of fully uh gotten to a point in my career where I it really easily could have happened that I just wasn 't going to make anything that I was super proud of, you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's not for lack of um trying and it's not for i actually you know i mean if i may i think it's not even for lack of talent it's just sometimes you just Absolutely. the baseball analogy is like you might not just you just might not get a good pitch to hit and yeah. you know what I mean like and you can be a really good hitter, but if you don't get a good pitch to hit you're not everything gonna has to come together. and and like and and with this so that 's why this is so gratifying to me is that right. i've actually. I would actually watch this show. I would absolutely <laughs> watch. I would I would, you know, season pass and Netflix and binge watch this show. I love it so much and um and that could have easily not
0: happened and for that I'm I'm unbelievably grateful. It's That's really, really cool. exciting. It's re- it's really, you know, um And it sounds like there is cool. it the show does have that thing which has been coming up a lot on these panels lately when we talk about shows that work and that is this sort of Democracy is not quite the right word, but everybody, you know, the the strongest voice is pushing on it and everybody kind of getting a say on the beats of it or the voices of it or the stories that are told. And that makes for a stronger thing, whether yeah. it's, you know, this or Breaking Bad or Friends, right. which are the ones that we've been talking about lately. Have you Couldn't worked? you find better shows to put me, <laughs> to put we'll me in how that, you're that kind of out. Out. <laughs> But I'm <you know, laughs>
1: not sure I want to be associated with those.
0: <laughs> to uh, make a quality product yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is so hard and it seems like... This is a formula that well, works. I, you
1: know, no, I mean, formula. I listened to your to your podcast with Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. or, or one of them. You may have done more than one. And, uh, uh, just, several, which one? Several chapters. Oh, was it the middle one? That was one of the weaker <laughs> ones. The uh, the And one thing he said, which is that Brian Cranston has to inhabit that character mm-hmm. in a way that's sort of like, you know, these these people aren't puppets. You know what I mean? Like they're, they they're not. You know, they're they're not as much as you know. We love to think. No, <laughs> uh, we really, uh, we really, really do. Oh, we love ourselves. <laughs> the the um, there. You know, I I would actually rather put a B plus joke that Billy truly believes in into the show than mm-hmm. an A minus joke that. Billy doesn't believe in, because it'll sure. be better. It'll Absolutely. actually be better. If, if, He'll sell it in a he, way he wouldn't sell it. Tell and it'll be funnier, and I'm telling you, like, it's and same right. with Josh, and same yeah. with any anybody in the cast. And so I, I think um, because he, the way I kind of describe our show is we, we work really hard to get to this point, but once we're doing the show, it's really, really fucking simple, and it's just funny people being funny. That's, That's right. all it is. It's yeah. just, you know, you when when we actually get on the floor with a script and, and are shooting it. And, and by the way, you know, we're incredibly fast and loose with the words and mm-hmm. I am too. And, you know, and, and, you know, I, nobody is precious about what's on the page. It's just, you're watching a scene for, uh, is it funny? Does it move? Is, does it feel true? Do these moments mm-hmm. feel authentic? If something feels like bullshit, we will change it. We'll throw it out. We'll, we'll, we'll rewire the idea of the scene. We haven't had to do that very much, thankfully, sure. but like the, but, because there are these heavy hitters, you get huge points from all, you know, like and now I'm going to skip to basketball analogy, but you know, like you're getting points from every place on the floor. It's like, you know, Josh can, Josh as an improv artist is one of the best I've ever seen. And and he is, he's so talented. And some of the biggest jokes in any given show might come from him, you know, just, just straight up, um, either him taking something that was, that was on the page and, and, adding a word and making it hilarious or c- whole cloth, you know, mm-hmm. um, just improvs a line. That's hilarious. And then and, wow. and same with Billy and Stephanie Weir, who's, mm-hmm. uh, who plays Kristen on the show is a, just a genius. And, and Megan and Matt all, you know, every single one of them can, can kill you just absolutely kill you. And, and it's, it's, um, so, that, and that makes, you know, my job easier because, right. um, you want, you want the hilarious stuff coming from art Director of photography, who's a great guy and a great director of photography, pitched something that was hilarious, and <laughs> it's like that, that's great. that's in the show. There you go, you know, like that's nice. a, and it's not a big moment, but it's you know, it's like any, anywhere it can come from, it, you're you're delighted at that point. Is this the sort of tired?
0: <laughs> Is this the sort of atmosphere that Larry Charles brings? He's I he certainly um uh fosters
1: it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't I don't I don't know if he. I, I mean, he certainly he's he's an amazing um presence on a set and it's it's this it's really really fun to sit and sort of spend the day with him. I actually mm. miss him a lot. He's he's um in Morocco right now shooting a movie with of Cage, of course. Uh, uh, it's it's probably they probably won't get killed <laughs> by terrorists. There's like such a small chance. Uh, but I would watch that movie. I would say the two of them. I would being say chased by terrorists. may lightning strike me down right now if they ever get oh, killed. Oh God, by terrorists. Uh, <laughs> you're doomed. No, no, no. It's it's fine. We're fine. There's no not even God himself can stop this That's movie true. at this point. The, um, the there's something about Larry that puts you at ease, and I can't exactly put my finger on it or exactly quantify it or put it into words but he he um he's chill and he just kind of the one of the things that Larry brings to the show which sounds like kind of bullshit but I'm and our, in the case of our show it's really really mm-hmm. not he doesn't like to say cut he just doesn't <laughs> like to say the word cut and it's like and it's it, it's something that I actually would have uh been really surprised. you know. Coming into this experience, I would have been like, "Oh, that's you know, let these guys off the hook for God's sake." We've been you know, we've been shooting for seven and a half minutes, and like, and and that's but he 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 really almost never, you know, he he he. It's it's almost like it's a game of chicken, and you're just like, "When is this guy going to take his foot off the?" Ga- I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas, and and so, but but that is an example of I think it's it's a it's a wisdom that Larry has, which is he trusts that some brilliance will may i mean it doesn't have to we don't have to use any of this stuff but some brilliance might come of these moments after the scene is over that you just couldn't have planned on and and part of it is obviously casting genius improv actors but um uh, in the pilot hopefully i'm not spoiling anything for anybody but like in the pilot um stephanie the, the producer's stomach growls at this very inopportune moment in this sort of intimate moment between uh, meeting between her and josh that was fucking real like that was actually (laughs) stephanie weir the actress had a mic right here you know like strapped to her shirt button chest whatever you call that area and the sternum and her stomach growled and the mic I mean, like we're standing there at Video Village and it was like the loudest sound in your earphones was this, like, you know, it was like it was unbelievable. And, you know, probably had I been directing, I might have been like, OK, cut. We're, you know, and Larry just sat there. You know, we were delighted and laughing, but kept it going. And God bless both of them, Stephanie and Josh. In character, stayed in the scene and kept playing it, and she starts apologizing for her stomach, and it's just—it becomes—it's really one of the funniest moments in the pilot. That's and awesome. you, I lit, in a million years with a million typewriters, there's no right. way I could write that. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, there's no way I would have come up with that. It's really, it was great.
0: That's was, really cool. Yeah. Um, have you just going back to you know you're you were running this room? Is this the first room you've run? Mm.
1: No. Um, I ran a show called Secret Girlfriend for oh, Comedy right, Central. Of I, I kind of de facto when we were working on the good guys, Matt was working on Burn Notice. Oh, right. He was off
0: he was you know in Atlanta work.
1: a lot. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Miami a lot. Um, and so I was kind of kind of de facto running that mm-hmm. show. And, you know, have have been around shows. Right. Um so yeah, I've run a, I've run I've run officially been a showrunner and also sort of nah. been the guy who's like, "Hey, you run the room while, well, you know." Um and it's it's actually um I I hit a point in my career. It was actually Secret Girlfriend, um, which was in like 2009, where I sort of realized um I don't want any other job other than being a showrunner. Really? I, I, you know, and there and there are writers Why who is that? I, I just so much more fun being you know, having the the steering wheel—it's just it, You know, I mean, and and, and saying saying that is kind of an overstatement because it's always collaborative and it's sure. always you never you're not a dictator. I think even on the most dictatorial shows, mm-hmm. you're. Uh, I mean, it's the it's the rare exception where some but there's a showrunner who can basically say you're saying these words, you know, and or or you know we're doing this episode and there's nobody who can check that. It's, it's, there's always it's always collaborative, but. It's just so much more engaging and fun, and, mm-hmm. and um,
0: the and, way I've heard it put is you're getting to use the full palette. Oh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the best. it's not just the right. but yeah. it's every department. It's and, the best,
1: and and it's it's um, and it's, you know, in a way like, if the wrong decision gets made, it's your ass, and mm-hmm. I find that so much fun. I find that so That's much right. more um, invigorating than the the other jobs, which are also can be great, but at the end of the day, you're like, well, it's your funeral. <laughs> you know, like, like you're just, you know, it's, sure. at, at the end of the day, well, like you You can, have to take you can argue, you're in the writer's room. You can argue your point of view, and with, you know, with the, the showrunner. But if the showrunner disagrees with you, it, your job. You're literally your job at some point is to sit back down, and you know, right. you're probably still sitting. You probably didn't stand. <laughs> <But> like, uh, <laughs> you young writers out there, don't stand. It's <laughs> not a good way. Standing. You don't stand and pitch. <laughs> don't pitch and stand. Uh, the is. Uh, you know, it's your job to kind of back down and say, like, hey, it's your show and, and then you go home and you're like that asshole sure is really fucked up. <laughs> you yeah, like not listening this to me. But like show. Yeah, yeah. But but in a way like and, and it you sleep better because you you don't know <laughs> like your your your, your hands no are washed. Yeah, but it's less um there's just less skin in the game and it's it's sure. it's much more I find this job. This job in particular, this, this job on the comedians, mm-hmm. it's the most fun I've ever had. It's the best. That's awesome. It's it's I'm glad the to best. Yeah, no, um,
0: thanks. So I'm curious to hear, based on shows in which you shows you didn't run, mm-hmm. what did you take from those shows for good or bad that you brought to running your own shows um, or you know running other shows?
1: I, I think it's probably the the sum total of the experience. Eventually, you just. At some point, you just have to decide. Okay, I'm just now ready to do this, and mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see how it goes when when it's my uh, ass in the chair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's just because I don't think you're ever. I don't think there's ever the like congratulations. You have sure. successfully completed yeah. the you know um, the, the gauntlet to become right. a showrunner. I think that uh, you know uh, all sorts of things. I mean, like s- sitting next to Mitch Hurwitz for a few months doing Arrested Development was just one of the honestly just one of the most fun experiences in my life just because mm-hmm. that was an example of a show that, um, and, and this is not the case with every show, but mm-hmm. that was an example of a show where <laughs> I, you got the sense it was like, oh man, if Mitch dies, there's no show. Sure. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like if Mitch dies right now or later or on the way home or, like, in a grisly sort of, like, (laughs) lightning strike, um, there will be no show because it's just, you know, there are tons of hilarious people who work on that show and who contribute a a huge amount, but no other mind on Earth could actually make Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. That's Mitch Hurwitz. How
0: did that... How did that
1: play in the writers room? We haven't
0: talked to a lot of writers.
1: How was that? Oh, was well, I mean line? it was just weird. I was I was there at a weird time where it was the show had been dead for many many years and then it came back for mm-hmm. Netflix and I I had 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 an opportunity to work on the show but couldn't I, they wouldn't let me out of it out of my contract. So I actually oh, wow. didn't have it. An, and, and so I spent many many years <laughs> thinking, "Oh man, I could have worked on arrested <laughs> development, my favorite show." And you know, and and it got to the point where I was like, was that just all a dream? Like, did Mitch really, you know, like, did he really want me to come work (laughs) on that show? And then, you know, well, we'll never know because it's canceled and canceled shows never come back except this one did. And then I was like, and then I hit, I hit this point of like, should I call? (laughs) And like, and, and I decided not to. And then I heard from my agent, Mitch wanted to sit down and, and, and immediately said, will you come and work? And so, and I was, it was a miracle and a delight. And I, But absolutely, of course. And but so I was there for a few months when we were in the early Mm -hmm. story breaking stages of season four, which was this very, you know, I mean, season four is nothing like seasons one through three, in the sense that they didn't really have all the actors available at the same time. And each episode was its own character. And so the and so the I mean, we're in a relatively small room right now, but imagine, like, a room three times the size of this room, completely covered with index cards, you know, every surface of every wall, because the story was so intricately woven and I was there for that part of the thing. Wow. So it was just this it was this very weird it was kinda like watching somebody put together a Rubik's Cube that was like twenty seven hundred pieces <laughs> on each side. You know, it was just it was just it was crazy. Very, very fun, very a really lot of laughs, but like very not not like any other sure writer's room experience. Yeah, all yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Um, well and and you know, rooms are unique. And yeah, absolutely. you know, as much as you say Listen, you you opened the door, but you know if if Mitch had died, there would be no arrest. I'm so glad he didn't. But um, (laughs) can I say that for the record? You worked on Community. I did. I did. I worked on, but I worked on the same deal. I
1: worked on season four. Right. We've <laughs> talked about this uh, in our drunken in, uh, in, our, in, our, in our younger days a month ago. The, we can um, talk
0: about this a little bit where it was the season where essentially, Dan wasn't there. Yeah, the, so, the Mitch Hurwitz of it died. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true, and that's I think and they that's tried a, to carry
1: on. I think that's a great example of a show that ultimately, and you know, we've said I've said this to you um, uh, in, in just socially when mm-hmm. we've seen each other, and but but you know, it's, I'm happy to say it like with a microphone in my face also is like that is a show that there's like one guy who's the best guy in the world at writing that show and it's Dan Harmon, <laughs> and so it, it's just it's a strange that's a strange experience um you know there we had there was you know fun was had that year but it was it was under it was uh, the whole thing took place under this weird yeah cloud and this weird kind of um I don't think anybody felt great I think even I, – I, I wouldn't presume to speak for Moses and David who yeah. ran the show that year and who are great, great guys. I would say – I would bet they didn't feel great about what they were doing <laughs> because it's just like – I don't think anybody wants to – really wants to take a show that somebody created and somebody cares about and loves. I don't think anybody really wants to take Part. that. Uh, you know, yeah. and and um, especially somebody who, who, like Moses and David – writers they're good writers they're yeah. you know they, they've created shows of their own you know they know how much emotionally is invested in that I, I was reading something i think it was like the hollywood reporter piece on Mad Men, and matthew weiner said that he there was a moment where it looked like the show was going to get taken away from him during that big mm-hmm. contract dispute oh, and wow. he talked to i think maybe Milch and like somebody else and other people who had had the experience of Having a show and then having somebody else run their show, and their mm-hmm. their advice to him was like, "Never watch it never you know like and and I now, for the first time in my life, having this show that I care so deeply mm-hmm. about, um, I totally get it if, if if I got fired from the comedians and somebody else got brought on to which I really strongly discourage you fX <laughs> if you're listening uh, from doing the, is um i don't think I could watch it i don't think I could watch the show mm-hmm. run by somebody else because it would just be there's no upside. There's you know, it's like yeah. uh, even though uh, theoretically like they're making you money. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, it doesn't it, it seems painful. It seems of, like oh, it would course. be horrible. Of
0: course. <laughs> it's a weird imitation to yeah. watch. And it's a thankless task. I mean I yeah. we, we met with Moses and David yeah. during that staffing season and yeah. they were like we don't this is really hot. We're gonna work really hard, yeah. but we know people aren't gonna like it. We hopefully Will prove something we'll right in a few laughs, but right. like, that's a tough, tough job well and even even the
1: the idea of we know people won't like it that for me wasn't wasn't that difficult I'm a huge fan of the show and, mm-hmm. I, and I I came in uh being a huge fan of the show, but I guess for me, it was always sort of like, oh, the idea that people aren't going to like it is sort of like a fait accompli like that's sure. clearly <laughs> you know yeah. um. There are definitely people who have made up their minds that that this year's going to suck, and that's that I totally get. The thing that um, that is tough is just the sort of. I mean, I guess it would. I assume I don't. I didn't never really talk to them about this, but I assume it would be tough to be kind of like, "Oh, Dan's sitting at home." You know, like the guy who cares most about this show in the world is sitting at home and feeling bad, and, and and we're kind of no matter what, we're the guys, Moses and David. We're the guys who sort of like. Took his, you know, are like raising his adopted <laughs> baby, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a weird, it was a weird situation. Yeah, so, it, it that has, year wasn't that much fun. Year. fun. That year I wasn't can't that imagine. Much fun. It, it was, it was, um, it just wasn't that much fun for me, but it was, yeah. you know, one thing, it, it was a learning experience in the sense of, first of all, you know, in this, and this, this actually does apply to other, uh, that cast is so good, and you, you sort of realize how much that means when you have seven people who can just crush, just crush, you know, yeah. Anything uh, that that is what that's a big part of what makes that show
0: great. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm not, interested to see it. It's, yeah, that, you know, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, um, it's interesting too. I mean, it's we're, it's a it's a couple of different things we're talking about. You know, this right. kind of playing with the toys of someone else, which it's one thing right. when it's kind of twice removed as that was. Right. It's another thing when you're a writer on staff somewhere and you're being right. hired to execute the showrunner's vision right um, and that's a great feeling. i mean that's like it can be when, when it absolutely in a good room. can be i mean i think that
1: you know you're jo- when you're a writer in the room who's not the showrunner mm-hmm. it's basically your ultimately your job kind of boils down to make the showrunner's life easier you mm-hmm. know what i mean and and whatever way whatever that is if it's like we're stuck on a joke be the person who pitches the joke that allows us to move on and you mm-hmm. know eventually go home and see our loved ones and like the um uh, that's a that is a good feeling when you kind of when you feel like you can they can send you off with a draft and, yeah. and you can go off for whatever however many days and come back and have them feel like you nailed it. That's it's great. It's a totally that's a totally good. I mean, um, even on community, I remember when I came back with my script and people like it was really well received. Uh, you know, in, in that awesome. world, and it was it was fun because it was like, um, yeah, you you you. Wonder if you can, write, you know, you maybe you've written on a. Bu- I've written on a bunch of shows that aren't great, and to 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 write on a show that you're actually a fan of, and you know, I mean, same yeah. same deal with Mitch was like you'd pitch a joke. First of all, you're sitting there and you're like, I'm pitching jokes for Jove. <laughs> this is just great, you know. It, awesome. And Will's in the room, and it's yeah. just fun. It's just it was it was just great. Um, and but like to actually make Mitch laugh with a joke that you're pitching for his characters is totally yeah. it's totally fun. It's it's you know, and all the more. um Gratifying when you care about the show as a fan. It's mm-hmm. great.
0: Of it's, course, it's the best. What were some of the early staff jobs that you had that sort of helped help teach you the business?
1: Um, I worked on Working. That was my first job with oh, Fred Savage. Right. It was yeah. his
0: like. That was a fun show. I,
1: I I actually that show that was first of all that pilot. Um, I, I won't spend too much time telling this story, but I weirdly got offered two jobs that year, and so maybe on, I think on the same day. And one of them was Working, and one of them was the Tony Danza show, which was like. <laughs> picked up for twenty two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like that. it was like
0: this huge yep.
1: and surefire I had just hit. it was a surefire hit and I had just signed with my agents because I was brand new baby twenty five. How'd you old, get offered two
0: jobs? Well Why yeah No I know exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I you know you could look at look into these baby blues and tell me I don't got the job. no way you right, can't do it. Hired. Yeah there you're you go. hired I broke you down in less than ten <laughs> seconds. Uh yeah <I'm> <laughs> no but I know but you're <laughs> but but it's it's the migraine talking more than more than you. But the um it's just, it just—it was just this weird situation where I was uh, had sitting with two jobs, and my agents were very clear about a how fucking crazy it is <laughs> that you schmuck who's never done anything have two job offers, and b like you're taking the Tony Danza show, you dumb idiot. Yeah. It's tw- you know—it's twenty-two working. I think was six or thirteen or something like that, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a guaranteed hit. Like, the mm-hmm. Tony Danza show was a guaranteed... Not even God himself could stop the Tony Danza show from being a huge hit. And, and I was like, guys, I really like this pilot working. I hmm. really, really... It's really funny, and I want to do that. And it again, probably if I were older, I probably would have done the more sell outy thing because sure. I would have had Something more safer. fear. Yeah. But at the time, I was just sort of like, I don't care, I, I barely... I, Barely own anything, and you know, like, and also, it, it just makes sense to do the thing you like. And and that working wound up going two years, and Tony Danza oh, got what? canceled after like six or something like that. This and it, just, it that worked out in my favor, but that was a really that show. I think actually was before its time. And um, if yeah. I can do some like many years later Monday morning quarterbacking, it probably should have been a single camera show, and they just didn't do in single, my mind. It yeah, is they, a single they, camera they shows. just so didn't funny. do single camera shows yeah. back then. But it like th- it was a show that relied heavily on like fantasy pops and Mm -hmm. flashbacks and stuff like that and it doesn't make sense, like there's a disconnect when you're doing a live audience show with a laugh track that feels like whether, you know, I mean you know you're watching it on television but it feels like you're watching a play then to like jump into flashback there's something jarring about it whereas had that show just been either made as a single camera it would have been way before it's time, ahead of it's time
0: Who was the showrunner?
1: Michael Davidoff and Bill Rosenthal Oh, okay. Um, and, and the, one of the funniest things anybody ever yeah. said about Bill Rosenthal he, he was telling the story he was his, his mom was back home in like Scarsdale or wherever he grew up and this, this woman neighbor friend saw her in the grocery store and was like oh I love your son's show so much it is so wonderful everybody loves Raymond it's just such a good oh and she was like no, no no that's, that's Phil Rosenthal <laughs> my son is Bill Rosenthal and then uh, Brian Behar reader, writer on staff just looks at Bill and he goes Wow, you're not even the most famous Ill Rosenthal. <laughs> uh, awesome. so yeah, so that's uh, that was that was those guys.
0: And so this must have just been and it was a, a good room, it was a healthy totally room. Totally good. Yeah, it, so it was totally. very
1: good. Um Will Gluck, who's gone on to become oh, sure. a famous movie Man. director, <laughs> I, meant to say, I meant to say fancy by way of tweaking him. He's like a really, really good friend. He and he and I have been friends since then. He's
0: made some great movies. He, well, he's and he's developed just, some great shows. He's yeah.
1: he's an incredibly smart. He at, even at the time there was a, I, I would say probably my biggest takeaway from that show was just actually just working with Will because he I think he was twenty six or something like that and there was something about that guy that you just you just wanted to in his office. You know what I mean? Like you just wanted to like hang out with him and listen. He had a certain he just had a leadership quality about him that was very cool to see and to watch and and effortlessly uh funny guy. He's just a great well, that's really yeah. Cool. Uh he's been he's been a great friend.
0: And you guys have worked together since a few times, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um
1: the uh well Michael J. Fox show mm-hmm. actually he he uh sort of I, w- I was going to say I was going to like in <laughs> slight jest say he twisted my arm to go work on that show, but um, <laughs> the yeah, we, as recently as that, And it was it's it's fine. I mean, he wasn't around day to day on that because he was
0: prepping. Uh, but it was and funny, his but, like, who had developed Yeah,
1: and you know, I mean, it, it's so funny because you you like you're starting out and you see these these people and and like they're they're the people your age who are like. Uh, getting lunches for other people, you know what I mean? Like, and and, and then there are like the people right. who are like forty and fifty who are like you know chomping on huge. cigars. There are all these huge cigars in Hollywood. I don't know Absolutely. if you've been to Hollywood. It's amazing how, how huge the cigars don't are. Don't come, yeah. Guys. No, you guys, it's, it's, a lot it's, of it's smoke. you won't you will not be able to breathe. It's terrible. <laughs> but like um, the you know there are these people who like have their own companies, and you're like, how the fuck did they? you know? Like, and but then and then you meet Will, and you're like, well, he'll be one of the guys with the company, I and he really and exciting. he was, he he did, you know, he, he was he just. um he just kind of had he just sort of seemed like he knew how to navigate the the world That's in a way really that was that was really very fascinating but yeah so um so, I, I don't know. I, I just worked on a ton of shows. I, I've, I've worked on some. It's more, it's, it's, bo- it's, I, it's my story and I'm bored by
0: like, <laughs> I No, it's really yeah, interesting no. to me. Uh, I, uh, I do want to take a step back though and find out how this uh, young Ben Wexler came to be offered two jobs in one season. Um, where where were you coming from? How did, what was your entree, entree to the business? I, um,
1: my, for the first thing I ever did was I started a humor magazine at UCLA, which, oh, um, which actually, your friend Chris Hardwick, um, I believe, uh, he's uh, my
0: boss. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs>
1: well I, I, I'm just looking at a, a picture of what appears to be his anus on the on the wall <laughs> Pretty behind sure you. That's right. Uh, and no, but Chris was at UCLA and he contributed to that, and Steve Callahan who runs Family Guy, oh, like, a... and Matt Nix, uh, and these, you know, these were all just like guys who, you know, so I I started this humor magazine and. Um, an agent, a small sort of boutique agent, was walking through Westwood one day and picked up the Humor magazine. And this was like back in the days before the internet or anything. Mm-hmm. And he sort of looked and saw, like, the editor-in-chief, Ben Wexler, and then he... Somehow tracked down a student directory because he couldn't just like awesome
0: of course you know
1: so he you have to go get yeah, one. yeah and so he found a student directory and called me on the telephone the telephone <laughs> I believe it was pronounced back then in That's those really days funny. and left it was, a message
0: on your answering left machine.
1: left a message <laughs> <laughs> and then I cranked the answering machine right. up and I listened to the message uh, and, and the little toucan that uh, played the <laughs> yeah. records was playing the That's records a it was it's, it is a living you know what it is uh, for, uh, this, well, wait, for this I went to phonograph well. school. No, but so. What, and what was the
0: impetus to even start this humor magazine?
1: Well, I was the I was the viewpoint editor at the Daily Bruin, which was a okay. daily newspaper, and so mm-hmm. I had uh, basically. I had befriended as a smart Jew would uh, in this situation all the advertising people on the <laughs> advertising side of the newspaper and they would put out this quarterly filler basically at the end of the quarter which was just Holy like God. a content free thing just to sell ads and I think they would do like copy like AP wire mm-hmm. copy or something and uh and I talked them into letting me take that and That's just brilliant. do a humor magazine mm-hmm. you know and, and and like just all of the um creative copy would, I would have control over, but they would just sell the ads. That's and awesome. it was this crazy, the distribution of the Daily Brewing at the time was 22,000, which made it the third largest daily in oh Los God. Angeles, which was like kind of crazy. And, and you know, so I was kind of weirdly like sitting on top, you know, just, just like this little toy. Yeah. And so I, so yeah, and I kind of staffed it. I put out like ads in the regular newspaper saying, if you want to contribute to the on campus humor magazine called Rubber Nose. Um, hilarious. sure Hilarious. <laughs> well, because noses <laughs> are funny, hilarious. but the rubber one... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It had the two funny <laughs> sure. words in it. <laughs> you know, because rubber is a very funny substance.
0: What, but... I mean... It's interesting, though, for being, what, 20 years old and having that kind it's of the ambition last to create the a last
1: thing. It's the last entrepreneurial thing I ever
0: did. <laughs> Literally. You just ran a show you think uh, you're fine. No,
1: it, no, it, was, it was actually but a rare moment of, like, business acumen. But it was so. also clearly something that you either.
0: wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, oh, I mean, totally. That, and, and that's where it all came from. Totally, like but I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, we'll, like, I would imagine, well, when I when
1: I work with somebody on a writing staff on a comedy and I, and I turn like to my best friend on the show, whoever that may be and, and say like, do you think that person was the funniest person in their high school class? <laughs> you know, like, like um, yeah. And sometimes the answer awesome. is no. Like
0: often the answer, is often no. <laughs> the answer
1: is no. Like the third funniest person in my high school class was, is sometimes would have been funnier than, you sure. know, the least funny person on a writing staff. And I, I just kind of feel like most of us, We just were doing it since we were able to do it, like, when I was 14. You know, like, I mean, Billy Crystal, actually, to to circle it back around, not that this is, like, a promotional tool or anything, (laughs) but, like, you know, his stories about going up in front of his family when he's five years old, Mm -hmm. like, to me, that says everything, because that's, like, that's just somebody who needs to do comedy, and and you're going to find a way to do it one way or the other, so that was the, that was, like the long story etymology oh, of my thing. And then this agent said, have you thought about becoming a TV writer? And I was like, what does that entail? <laughs> Cause I didn't, you know, again, like this was, bef- there weren't, um, you know, like film schools in high school back then, you know, it was just yeah. like, I, I literally didn't even really know that there were TV writers. I think that I just mm-hmm. sort of like had a vague sense. absolutely. And so he said, well, yeah, you just write a spec. And I was like, tell me what a spec is. And then, you know, so, so I, wrote a Seinfeld and then Mm -hmm. from there I got representation work and stuff and the whole thing took a long time it was years of being assistant and getting to being the guy who got the lunches and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but eventually 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 and then I I, I sold a pilot which was another weird thing at the time to be 25 or whatever and having not staffed selling, selling a pilot and then from that I so we sold it to NBC, and NBC mm-hmm. liked me. Didn't like the pilot, but liked right. me, and then they wanted... So I kind of had fans at NBC, mm-hmm. and that's how I got two job offers on oh, one that's day. that's really funny. That's kind of like, you know... What, what was that pilot, do you remember? It was called Significant Others, which was actually a great title. And it was, it was about, a great title. So at the time, you'll you'll be delighted, uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Nix and I were roommates, and we had this awesome two-bedroom, rent-controlled apartment in West Hollywood. We were like the two straight... I'm putting big-time air quotes on straight, uh, straight guys. Uh, and it, when we first moved into this apartment, our thing was, we were like, this isn't a bet. This is just, if we can't get girlfriends when we live in a place this cool... Inside of like six months, we have to take twenty dollar bills, we, and not not give them to anybody. We have to destroy these twenty dollar. We have to throw them into like the river, <laughs> you know. So, so, and then so we wound up. God, God bless. Dope. I met my now wife. Oh, wow. He met his now wife, and we were both That's started fine. dating these women mm-hmm. under the same roof. And so the pilot was basically like, and so our Nixie's and my joke was like. Neither of us are ever fucking moving out of here. So like when we when it comes time to get married and like raise right. children, we're just going to raise them in this crappy what will eventually be a crappy two bedroom apartment in West Hollywood. So like the um so that was the the idea That's of the so show funny. was basically two couples living in an apartment together. It was kind of like it was it was friends where they're all roommates. That's really funny. Um and you know it was it was the nineties. It was the heady days of television Absolutely. pilot comedy <laughs>
0: sales. So but it you, must have been. Like 90s comedies I mean it must have been Very jokey Yeah It must have been It was been a multi-cam very, Yeah very and We didn't make it you... just, It
1: was just dumb.
0: But nonetheless But it was, I mean, it was written for a multi-cam and...
1: It was cool it was just, Honestly it was cool To get paid to, get, to write Absolutely It was very cool to get That's paid an amazing to feeling it was, an, it was incredible It was one of those like The meeting Where it happened This guy calls me in And he goes And, and I'm assuming That it's going to be Another like water bottle You know like Nice to meet you <laughs> right. Keep in touch Because I'd had 200 of those meetings of, like, you know, yeah, I really like your spec and, uh, you know, keep in touch if you ever, you know. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, in the first three minutes, the guy's like, okay, um, this is going to be fun for you. I'm uh, giving you a blind script uh, deal. Do you know what that is? I'm like, oh I have God. no <laughs> idea. And, and And, like, and the meeting took place, and over about the course of about a half hour, I was like, I think I'm get I think I just became a professional writer, like you know like like it, it was like, that feeling of <laughs> it was yeah, I'm not yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think this is happening it was much like that's losing really my funny. virginity it was like i think uh, this you is, should, uh, no no that's to, that's not that right. no really that <laughs> was gonna, what, wait, when it on. happened for you it was really clear has it happened <laughs> for you <laughs> like this is Nerdist. <laughs> um <laughs> so come on folks uh <laughs> the no uh it's 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 supposed to be very clear when when you, okay um no, but it, but that moment of like, That's ah, really and then I came and I was living with, with Wendy and I was like, and she, I got home first and I put a bottle of champagne on ice and I was like, I think I just got a job <laughs> writing and they're going to pay me. It was cool. That's why. It was wild. really fun.
0: Were you, so it seems like even not knowing how you wanted to, and do then it. and then that later that day I lost my virginity.
1: By the way, come on, folks.
0: Well, that's all the time. <laughs> it's clearly not. Nobody's nobody's outside the door. <laughs> They're
1: banging on the door. No, he's looking
0: at nobody. Chris Hardwick right now. is coming in here. <laughs> Chris, he's going to shut us down. Get out of here.
1: We have um, more to say on comedy.
0: It seems like even not knowing how you wanted to do it, you were always a writer.
1: Yeah, you feel. I mean, yeah.
0: Were you studying yeah. writing in school as well?
1: Not formally. I mean, oh, I. Okay. I
0: what were you studying at UCLA? Uh,
1: well, I stayed undeclared as long as I could because that's right. the thing, and then the thing, and then I became a communications major because that's mm-hmm. the equivalent of being undeclared for the whole right. for the whole thing. <laughs> but I like I, I was going to be a theater major and I was going to be a film oh, okay. major and none of that stuff. I, I felt very weird. Uh, you know, I'm from Chicago in the Midwest, and you feel it feels very weird to like. You're going to, at, at, at that age, you're going to, like, put all your eggs, you're going to, like, put all your chips on, like, I'm going to be an actor or I'm going to be a, totally. you know, a filmmaker. It just seemed crazy to me at the time. So I became a communications major, which was even more useless. Right. And I wish I had Completely done either. Vague. Totally useless. <laughs> so, but I wrote for the paper and that's, you know, and I was writing kind of humor yeah. columns and, mm-hmm. and, and then I became the editor of the Viewpoint.
0: And you were obviously a, a comedy fan growing up. Totally. What yeah. was some of the other stuff you were into? Uh, you know, it's funny because like um,
1: I, I mentioned, I was working on the Michael J. Fox show in 2013, and I was also developing this pilot with Billy. And there was a moment where Billy said to me, "Say hello to Michael." And you know, like I was, I was in oh New York, and God. Billy's in um, Billy's in LA, and we're just on the phone and talking through stuff. And I'm like, and I'm th- and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I will. And and then I'm in my head, I'm thinking. Okay, Billy Crystal. I'll say hello to Michael J. Fox tomorrow when I see him at work. Like,
0: as a kid who grew up in the eighties, and then then I'm going to build a time machine and go
1: back to 1985 and tell myself,
0: "Yeah, right, exactly."
1: That's (laughs) Uh, crazy. Yeah, in the fridge, and William the fridge (laughs) Perry. Will he be there? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. So it was just, but so I mean. you know, it's it's a it's an easy thing to say, Billy. Obviously, you know, and and uh, and th- honestly, that that year on SNL was a yeah. it just it really stood out as a thing. Um, Spinal Tap. I'm one of those guys who watched Spinal Tap really? probably 50 times in high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm now.
0: I'm How was black. that different? What were the comedies that were that were great big at the time not that were great that, but were, that were big popular well, so like why back to the was future Spino was Cap i mean different yeah back to the future
1: was like a great what i would consider to be a great comedy groundhog day sure. a little bit later was like t- yeah like groundhog day to was me later, was it it was a little bit later but it was like that was an example of like i don't know how you one comes about doing this but if i could ever write a movie like that even just one that would be like, I could then die. Yeah. You know, like, that would be amazing. You know, there are a um, few
0: movies like that yeah. that are, you broadcast can watch news, on anytime. Uh, to
1: news me, for, you know, that was like, that was um, high, probably early high school or something, you know, and that, that was like, that was just amazing. I just remember thinking, like, that's, if I could do one thing that good
0: ever, mm. that would be crazy. Which is a funny thing. I mean, I had that reaction to broadcast yeah. news too in high school, which is yeah. a weird thing because that well, is very smart. That is a movie about adults. Yeah. And they, behave like adults, unlike movies that are made now about adults. Yeah, and you I know they were all the smartest characters, except even the dumb character was pretty smart. And we were kids, and we liked it, yeah. and I mean,
1: pro- like, probably because we were nerds, and we were like, you know, a little Guess. bit smarter, but like, <laughs> but it was, uh man, the, I mean, probably if I had to line up my 20 favorite lines of dialogue <laughs> ever in anything, probably like 10 of them are from that movie, sure. you know what I mean, it's just, it's, it's, um... It, it's it's just great. It's, it's great, great, great. And, you know, and then The Simpsons came along mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like this mind-blowing. Uh, you know, people now don't realize how crazy good The Simpsons was in, and still is, but, like, was in light of what had come before. There was no template for something that yeah. sort of... Um, the pace was so frenetic and so fast, and the jokes were so good, and there were so many of them, and and just like it was so crazily inventive. So you know, that's like a mm-hmm. little sort of uh, a fast motion <laughs> time compendium of thing, things that really got. And Larry Sanders, another great example mm-hmm. of like um, that around the time that Matt and I were roommates, we would just sit and just watch like three or four or five or six episodes of Larry Sanders in a city. It was just great. And then Mr. Show and mm-hmm. Tenacious D and, you know, just kind of like there's this little sort of progression yeah. of, 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 great stuff. And now and we're at a time now where it's probably the best, like television's probably, you know, there's so many great TV shows right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why somebody would want to try to launch a TV show into this. It seems great. It seems like a, <laughs> seems cra- seems like a, a fool's errand. Because Do you it's call like- <laughs> off the. <laughs> Should we not even wait a couple years? Let's not cast. This. Better call Saul. <laughs> <over> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> People will be like, "TV's not good anymore," <laughs> yeah. and then it's like,
0: bam, the comedians?" Oh, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought it was done? <laughs> no more. Terrible. No. Um, I want to ask you very briefly about the Michael J. Fox show because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that show. Oh, good. Cool uh, i it. It was smart. In in the right ways, and it was a family comedy in the right ways. Yeah. Like there was a lot of great stuff going yeah. on there. Uh, what was that room like?
1: It was so much fun. It was, was it such, based in New York? Yeah, um, okay. we 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 did the first uh, probably two months in LA, and then we all moved out to New York. It was actually like it was a unique experience in my whole career. I mean, I've never I've never had anything like it, and I probably never will. Which is that you're you know the camaraderie that happens when a writing staff. Forms is an amazing thing, mm-hmm. and when it goes well it 's really quite fun and special and and um, and just cool you know and so so that was going on because it really was probably like person for person the nicest group of people That's it was correct. really it was like an incredibly lovely group of people, and then add on top of that, everybody is trying to find an apartment 3,000 miles away oh and as every single person in that room, and in addition to like we're trying to break stories and trying to get ahead and do the thing and figure out who the characters are and all that other stuff, we're, we're literally like trying to figure out lodging for ourselves because we're all going to uproot our lives. None, nobody was a New York native. Everybody mm-hmm. was an LA native and everybody except for Emily Cutler moved to That's New so York. Um, and so it was this really crazy like camping trip, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it was, because, you know, you're, you're like, you're trip. like at work on Friday in the place that you go to work every day. You know what I mean? And then it's like, see you Monday. And then on Monday, I think, to be totally honest, I think we had Friday and Monday off. But like, you know, so, but like, <laughs> see you room. Monday. You know, like, say so, whoa, Ben, be a stickler for details, why don't you? The, um, uh, yeah, and then Monday you reconvene in another writer's room that is o- instead of like overlooking like <laughs> so the funny. hedges at Sony, it's overlooking <laughs> the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building and the uh, 59th Street that's Bridge. Weird. And w- then we work there, and you know, so it was, it was, I think that to me that was the um, in a way that was that's the part of the experience that stands out mm-hmm. in a way is just like beyond. Really cool. be- and, and then also I think just working with Mike and getting to to know him <laughs> a little bit. Um, it, you know, I mean, as much as you kind of can, but like the he, just in addition to being a legend and just one of the one of the guys who I'm I probably revere, you know, as a just yeah. as a comic actor uh, uh, more than almost anybody else in Hollywood. He's just a great man, like, he's just a he's just an inspiring, uh, just he's like he's just one of the great guys of our time, this and, and, right and what here. he has, yeah. yeah, what he has. Accomplished, sort of, you know, on and off the field, so to speak, is yeah. is, is just amazing. And I, I, I was like running, you know, half marathons for Team Fox before I ever worked on that show, just oh, because right. I was inspired by him. And you know, like, I just think it's it's he's just so cool. And you and it, so I think the stakes of like success or failure on that show was was unusually. Uh, personal and emotional to a lot of sure. us because in addition to like, you always want your job to be, you know, you want your, sh- you're working on a show. You always want it to get another season or you want the ratings to be good or whatever. But on that, we were like, you
0: just want to not let Mike down. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Cause
1: he's just so like, he's so cool. So great.
0: Oh, that's great. He's a hero. It. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Um, let me ask you one yeah. quick question about uh, the comedians and then we'll wrap up. Um, you guys did what? 10 episodes. We did 13, 13. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't it, seem like a lot these days. But right. there's still a lot of stories. And I'm curious about finding the right kind of stories for this show and mm-hmm. when you guys kind of discovered that. I think with, st- I mean, I
1: think we still, I think it's still a work in progress, hopefully, mm-hmm. I guess. But, like, you know, in in the sense of, well, I guess our, um, you mentioned Breaking Bad, which is probably the best show of the last, in my opinion, sure. 10 years. I mean, it's just, you know, we had a little secret um, uh sort of like only we discussed this, but like our little secret goal was to kind of become the, the, the <laughs> comedy version of Breaking Bad, <laughs> which was oh, like... Oh, you're setting yourself up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like, you know, the the thing that dramas can do and do really, really well these days is they can just shock you with mm-hmm. where the stories go. And they can also kind of, one episode can be very different f- from the next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not... like. In the in the sort of like standard multi-cam sitcom days, the the goal was always to like remake the pilot, <laughs> like re-repilot. They nice. literally had a term "re-pilot," which is just you know, but it was like basically restate the premise of the of the of the premise every episode mm-hmm. and have and just sort of like have uh, an episode that people can sort of people know what this what uh, what an episode of the bleh, blank show is. Right. And w- with our show, we we kind of try to um, subvert any sense of that there's a formula to a comedian's episode. And, you know, I think we succeed in large part. And some, you know, sometimes there are probably episodes that are more similar to each other than maybe we tried to make them. But Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've tried to kind of like, sometimes we can do an episodes that that's pretty serious or, you know, that's, that's, um, that has a huge left turn in the middle, you know, that you didn't see coming or that sometimes there's an episode that uh, one or two episodes, I think, We just we just really set out to just be as fucking funny as we could, you know what I mean? And just and just Mm -hmm. like and hopefully those are successful. But I think that the our goal and FX is incredibly um, both support. They're not just supportive of this goal. I think they're demanding of this goal. Mm -hmm. Um, They are the perfect place to be in terms of doing a show that constantly subverts expectations, and it's it's both. So I think it's a higher degree of difficulty it's much you know it's it's a daunting thing, but it's also way more uh enlivening creatively to kind of uh, sit down at the start of every story breaking process and say what's the you know what what what's the where are we gonna go with this and you know we we try to or at least we have we have tried to sort of bite off a big chunk each time you know mm-hmm. what I mean like not do kind of like a, a trifle trifly episode you know like, mm-hmm. like um there are usually some sort of like big concepts involved you know like <laughs> uh, really I, we cool. looked at our board at one point and it was like charity uh race <laughs> funeral <laughs> you know we didn't actually wind up doing the funeral episode right. but like you know there are these there were these sort of like um and not to say that we're driven by a concept like right. like like let's discuss charity this week but you know but it was it was more sort of like the idea, I think, was that we wanted a big idea. What mm-hmm. would well, be interesting to put through this filter,
0: I would imagine.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it's also because I mean, the thing that, and it's it's been delightful, but it's almost amazing how little we've talked about the show. Like the thing that the, uh, the thing that's sort of so cool about our show, you know, any show you do, you you kind of try to break an episode that is like, this. we could only do this on mm-hmm. our show. Like, New Girl couldn't do this yeah. episode. Or, you know, and I'm talking about very good shows, but mm-hmm. just like, you know, this, this wouldn't make sense if it was an episode of 30 Rock or, you know, Parks and Rec. And like, with our show, there's a certain built-in... Almost automaticness to this Because it's just like Okay, um, you know A new guy comes to work in the office And how does Billy Crystal <laughs> <laughs> react? You know, it's like right. It's not just sort of like You know, what ha- I mean, people's reactions to him Are going to be very specific And, mm-hmm. you know, and in a way that doesn't Resemble the way yeah. other TV characters interact Because it's, you know These are guys playing themselves And so um, That becomes You know, so as a result of that We get to do things that actually are kind of unique to our world because it's, it's like, um, the charity episode is a good example of like Billy Crystal. What, what, what is an actual thing that happens in Billy Crystal's life all the time? He's constantly asked to do charity events, mm-hmm. you know, I have five or six requests a week, like literally that, you know? And so it's like, it's sort of like, okay, when that's the truth of your life, you know, and it's not, um, it's not a put on, it's not fake. Right. It's just, that's actually the truth of your life, you know, sort of, Thread an episode that involves uh, getting asked to do a charity event through that reality, and it becomes it, it becomes sort of by definition, it's going to be different than the way another show would do it. Mm-hmm. So, and, it, really and
0: what I really like is you're not leaning on that either. It's not just a crutch; it's a jumping off point for an yeah. interesting you know story that's being told. Well, because ultimately, I mean,
1: the show really week to week, um it's it really is just a uh, kind of a buddy comedy, you know what I mean like it really is a two hander and uh you know I mean there are very specific, hopefully very specifically well drawn characters that populate it, but it's it's basically there's this built in sort of generational difference between the way these two guys see the world and see the the job they do and comedy and and so that if basically if a if an episode doesn't involve that in some way <laughs> the the guys and their sort of different approaches to comedy then we probably haven't done our job okay. but the uh you know what the subject matter can be can can range hopefully wi- wi- widely from a very small thing to a very sure. big concept that's awesome well the yeah. show is very good thank, the you, comedians, thank you thank you fx thank
0: you. april april 9th things? april 9th uh do check it out uh, are there episodes in this first season and i'm calling it a first season because Oh, you're the sweetest um, that you are particularly proud of
1: to be honest, I, I mean, it, this is going to sound so disingenuous, but I'm actually really, really <laughs> proud of all of them. Shut up. Uh, moving on. Fuck you. Um. The, 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 uh, yeah, there are a bunch. But there, I'm going to get in, and then I'm going to start, like, I'm going to name a few, and then I'm going to name all of them. But you know, like, <laughs> the charity episode's really funny. Okay. The last two episodes of the season are gangbusters. I'm so, it's among the proudest. I, I love the last two episodes so much. They're very, oh, very that's different. that's great. Um, you, I think those probably won't go out to press. So that's yeah, that's actually stuff those, that you'll yeah. actually <laughs> have to wait and see, which is really cool. And, um, uh,
0: yeah, there's just... Watch uh, uh, the, uh, the race episode's pretty freaking great. Just watch, hour, just watch them what, uh, what else do you have to do? What else are you watching on television these days? What's getting you excited or inspired or I, you're talking about with other people?
1: Um, you know, actually... I'll take that question and answer it the opposite way which is I'm really bummed that John Stewart is leaving the Daily Show. Like, sure. like no I mean that that, yeah. is, that actually is an answer but like you know the the, the truth yeah. you know when especially when you're making television the irony is that you don't actually have a lot of time to watch a lot of television and you, a lot of times uh, literally all I have of waking uh, before I'm going to doze off on the couch is about a half hour and if I if I have that I will often just watch the Daily Show and it's so so I'm actually really, like, that was one of the few sort of entertainment news announcements that actually made me just sad. It was like yeah. a gut punch of just sort of like, oh, man, things are going to get less good. Uh, but Are you, you know, watching
0: John Oliver, though? I... I haven't watched as much. It's great.
1: Yeah, I, I gotta watch
0: more John Oliver. It's I'm kind hoping. of the only in-depth yeah. reporting that's going yeah. on, and he happens to be funny, right? <laughs> uh, just on tel- like on news. Yeah. yeah,
1: anywhere. As um, a
0: bonus, he happens to be. Yeah. No, but I mean, funny, but it's I, great.
1: But you know, I I, I love Key and Peele and Kroll Show mm-hmm. uh, in in the sketch comedy world. Correct. I, I'm, correct. Um, correct. I'm, 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 you'll tell me if I get mm-hmm. one wrong. Uh, I'm I'm slowly getting into Better Call Saul. Um, I, you know, I, I love. <laughs> House of Cards. and um, Oh, really? Incorrect. Well, I haven't seen this, this season yet, though. I've only seen two episodes. And, and, you're, and I know. And you know it's bad? It's yeah. B- you're saying it's bad. You're straight, straight oh up God, saying it's, it's bad. Oh, my God. It's laughable. Really? Yeah. But
0: the first two seasons you liked? No. Oh, you didn't? I've only seen two episodes total. Oh, total. I never oh, okay, took so it. Okay, so I'm wrong. You oh, see oh, what you've done to That's me? amazing. This is great. And, and I feel okay about it. This is good. Now, what they're not going to let me into ATX this year, are they? We're gonna we're gonna
1: switch seats. We're gonna switch seats real quick, and I'm gonna ask Ben, what is it about oh. cars you don't like? <laughs> well, you and I could have been friends in sixth grade. Well, Can I just thinks, say that?
0: He thinks he's getting away with something, but I always have the Ben is looking
1: hand. Ben is looking into the camera right now, and there is this is radio, so
0: it's it very, is laughable. Okay, it is like a drama department. Has put on scripts from Dynasty or something. Wait, and you don't like that? And I, don't like that. <laughs> you wouldn't want to go see. Uh, my wife has watched all of them. She took a I break do. from Scandal to watch House of Cards. Oh man, my wife. My wife.
1: I once walked into the room. My wife was watching Scandal, and she scurried as though I had found her masturbating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like I have nothing like, against. <gasps> Sorry, I have nothing. Nothing's going on here. <laughs>
1: It was. It, it was like you know, turning on the light and just a bunch of roaches. Just.
0: I have nothing against scandal. I, feel I like I've never it, seen it. It knows My what it is. My good friend runs it. He's a great guy, but I don't I've watch never it, seen it. But I think it's. I'm sure know, it's. It's delightful. fun. It's soapy. It's. It's silly. Um, but I feel like House of Cards pretends to be better than it is. Well, that could be. It, it has pretensions. That could be the case. Um, Aristotle over here agrees with me, <laughs> nodding his head. Aristotle, what? fervently, why are you getting up on me? So I, no, no, I it's interrupted. Fine. No, I, but I, it's not. A, by
1: the way, I don't have a dog in this fight. It's like, I, like, uh, oh, I'm the defender of House of Cards. <laughs> I don't care. It's just show I watch. I can't believe um, we're gonna leave this all in. <laughs> we have, we gotta leave this in. We'll leave this. You're time. gonna leave this in. I, we, we will. It's me saying, oh, Veep. Because you're Veep. Per, Veep, I like Veep. Yeah. So I got that one. I you got that got one right. correct. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm grasping at straws. What shows? what you seen Justified? Oh, I shouldn't. I wish you. Hadn't I kind put of me only on watch like FX. That. Yeah, no, you i mean, That's, all the best that's a great point. Though. That's like, a justified. Actually, by the way, with with Louis the League. I mean, like yeah. Sonny, I actually so really. I, the, I, you know, you're giving me an opportunity to say something very like uh, Homerish, <laughs> and you know, and 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 rah rah go team. But like, I. My career goal was like to get a show on FX. I didn't think I'd be able to do it. It's only (laughs) it's the only channel I watch, especially for comedies. It's it's great. Like uh, yeah, I forgot to mention all of those shows, and they're all great. Like I actually, you know, even like even the shows that aren't great, great, I, I enjoy them every single time out. And I will say, Sunny is actually probably the only comedy that guarantees me a laugh out loud, an actual out loud laugh, which never, you know, as, as a common uh-huh. person, you kind of know, like, that's Absolutely. very difficult. That's it's very rare. difficult to make somebody laugh in their house out loud son, <laughs> it, for, like, ten years. It's so good. It's so good. For sure.
0: Those are all good answers.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Except for um, House of Guards, which we'll just, oh, we'll just uh, strip, we'll just strip to the waist
0: <laughs> and out back and just engage in fifty. I listen to Netflix. Fistico's. I like Kimmy Schmidt a lot. Oh, um, <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, that it's, I was not a huge Thirty Rock fan, but I, there's okay. something about this I, that I really really, really loved Thirty Rock. I have I, to say, I, I don't I, know why I didn't. Yeah, it was a little I, cold to me. Okay, um, I That's did fun. laugh. Yeah. But that said, like yeah. th- the comedy is pure in an Arrested Development kind of way, right? Like it's right. a little no, I off there's, to the side, yeah, but they're, it's very they're not fun. trying to be
1: um, uh, heart felt <laughs> you know in, in a way that
0: but right. but, yeah. but listen I grew up on family ties I want no, a little your heart but I guess comic. I, I <laughs> kind
1: of admire a show that um just does what it's setting out to do Absolutely. And, and and if it you know I, I actually like when shows kind of say hey listen we're not um you know we're, we're not like going to go for the very special episode <laughs> ever yeah but we're going to try to be really funny or we're going to you know like or we're going to try to be very this and if, if they actually hit the mark it's I find that you know, because it's so hard. It's, you can make TV and you can try your hardest and do your best work, and you still don't even hit the mark you're aiming at because it's just really hard. Absolutely. It's really, really hard. So when a show
0: does that, it's, I, I admire it. Yep. I don't always watch it. No, <laughs> but we admire it. That is, let that be a lesson to everyone. Yes. Uh, ben, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank you. Thank you for having
1: me. This is really, really fun. Um, is that it?